Hey Light Anglers, today is March 8th. My name is Jack and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a 5-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here on The Light Angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the word of God. All right, y'all. So it's chaos out there. I feel like a broken record, you know? Keep on saying the same thing. Ukraine, Russia, all that craziness. Now gas is out of control. Good Lord. So, uh, you know, I thought, hmm, what better way to uh, talk about what's going on in the world than to not talk about it. What do I mean by that? Oh, I don't mean anything by it. It just sounded right to say. But anyway, we're going to talk about something else that I feel is more important. We've kind of been hitting on this over the past few weeks with some of the persecution uh, news stories that I've been bringing to light. And so this, uh, when it came in my inbox this morning from Bible Study Tools, uh, it really hit home and I was like, gosh, I should talk about this because this is really good. And, and honestly, this provided answers I did not have. So hopefully it does the same for you. But the title of this, again, it's from BibleStudyTools.com. And the title of this is, How Should We Respond When Our Faith is Criticized? Hmm, good question. Because if you're anything like me, that's one of the biggest reasons why, you know, I never really spoke out in public or spoke out to others because I was worried about, you know, being made fun of or not having answers that I, you know, didn't think I was smart enough or knowledgeable enough to talk about. So this helps out with that. So how should we respond when our faith is criticized? If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. That's first Peter four fourteen. So Christians are called to live and speak differently than those of the world. But many believers find themselves worrying that if they fully live out their faith, others will judge or criticize them. So they back off and their light for Christ is dimmer than it should be. In this verse, the apostle Peter says that obeying God could very well cause other people to come against us. But he also tells us that this unpleasant experience is actually a good thing because it means we are aligned with God. And by learning how to deal with criticism in a righteous way, our witness can have more impact. The first steps to responding well to criticism. Since faith is such a huge part of who we are as Christians, being criticized can feel like a verbal attack. It's hard enough when the comments come from strangers or acquaintances, but especially so from well-meaning family and friends. No matter the source, reacting well to negative critique starts with listening, which can be one of the hardest things to do at the moment. But listening helps us do three very important things. Understand where a person is coming from, how to meet them where they are, and what God wants us to say to them. Sometimes criticism is just meant as an insult, and our best response is to let it go to God. Other times, rough words can be a roundabout way of asking us about our beliefs. In those times, God may be giving us a chance to have a spiritual conversation with that person. We may not be able to discern for ourselves which of those is happening, and we may need to rely on the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom for each encounter. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. 
because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. That's James 1, 19-20. Four truths about facing criticism for our faith. Number one, it will come and we should expect it. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. 1 John 3.13 Number two, it will challenge us and we need to prepare ahead of time. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. 1 Peter 3, 15-17 Number three, it will test us, and we need to lean on God for strength. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9-10. through And number four, it is a tool the enemy uses, and we need to understand how he uses it. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. That's John 15, verses 18 through 19. All right, so how do we respond well when we're criticized? Now, this is just Jack speaking, but uh, responding well is usually the challenge because I start to stop listening, start getting angry and frustrated, and then, uh, yeah, it just goes downhill from there. So let's read on to what more educated people say. Stay respectful of others. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's Romans 12, verse 14. When we are criticized, it's hard not to feel defensive. But the last thing God wants us to do is throw insults or unrighteous judgments back. We ought to take a few moments and let the Holy Spirit soothe any anger and temper our words before we respond. Stay faithful to the Lord. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Philippians 1, 27-28 Hearing criticism can distract us by stirring up our emotions. But we, as God's people, are called to give him glory and worship no matter what our circumstances are. We have to ask the Holy Spirit for help to keep our main focus on the Lord and how we can relate lovingly to other people. Stay bold about sharing the gospel. You will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And, you, and so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Luke 21, 12-15 Critical comments can lead us to start hesitating or holding back. But God doesn't want us to miss opportunities to share the gospel through words and actions. We need to remember that we have been equipped to walk with confidence and that the Holy Spirit will advise us about what to say and do. So how do people in the Bible respond to criticism? In Scripture, we can find people who responded rightly to criticism from others, even from religious leaders or those within the church. Two of them in particular stand out. Number one is Jesus. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5.44 
Jesus always held love for the people coming against him. He tried to engage them in discussion and to use their criticism as a basis for teaching them. What did Paul do? You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's 2 Timothy 3, verses 10 through 12. Paul accepted criticism as par for the course. That's just how it was. He also considered it an honor as a way to share in Jesus's ministry. He encouraged others to handle negativity with grace. God's word clearly instructs us to share the good news of Jesus with the world. We are to let the way we live be a testimony to others about what he is doing in our hearts. So it's reassuring to know that the Lord is already equipping us to deal with any criticism that may come our way in the process of doing just that. excuse me so there you go there you have it and at the end of the day when you read through that when you listen to me read through it uh you're kind of like oh yeah it makes sense why didn't i think of that well odds are you probably thought of it but as human beings we are very good at focusing on the worst possible outcome that we can imagine and then that becomes the only outcome that we can imagine and when the worst possible outcome is the only outcome that we can imagine we tend to say, well, I'm just not going to do it then, you know, because that's what's going to happen. When the reality is nine times out of 10, it's going to go really well. All right. Especially when we rely on the Holy Spirit to walk us through it. So a couple years ago, somebody gave me a really good pointer and it sounds silly, but uh, gave me a really good pointer. And she said, you know, before I even talk to somebody, but I see an, a conversation is going to happen. I say a quick prayer. God, just help me through this. Give me the words to speak if the opportunity comes. I thought, well, okay, you know, but what can it hurt if I try? Lo and behold, I found myself actually being able to hold conversations about Jesus and Christ and my testimony and all these things, even scripture. And I'm not, you know, a theologian in any sense, but even scripture came to mind and I was able to use that in these conversations. Uh, And I felt as though it helped the conversation. Now I've, you know, never been up against somebody who was like, you know, saying horrible things about Jesus or anything and getting into an argument like that. Thank God. But if I did, I know that I wouldn't have to, you know, be afraid and walk the other way. I wouldn't be ashamed. So anyway, I hope this helped you out. It helped me out a lot. And, you know, it helped reassure me of the things that I was doing. So uh, it's good. Take advantage of it. You know, try to move forward tomorrow this week, this month, this year, with those things in mind. All right, y'all pray with me. Father God, thank you for each and every opportunity you give us to share the good news of Jesus Christ. I pray you would give each of us the courage, wisdom, and words to stand up to criticism when we are confronted by those who do not understand who you are. Help us take advantage of these opportunities to understand where a person is coming from, how to meet them where they are, and what you want us to say to them. Keep us from becoming defensive and help us to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide our words and emotions to reach the other person, not overcome them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.